Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That's one of the longest words I know. I went to school with a guy called Harry Demetropolis. He had 21 letters in his last name. I thought that was pretty cool. And my question is this, what kind of words do you use? Uh, I am regularly accused of using too many adjectives, uh, happy and positive and excellent and awesome and amazing. And here I am under the Remarkables. Woohoo! One of the most beautiful mountain ranges, I think, in the world. Uh, but do our words have an effect on our headspace? Do our words have an effect on the way other people see us or experience us? Do our words have an effect on our business, on our relationships? And of course the answer is yes. One of the challenges we have now in the world is most of our words are written. So the behavioural scientists and the neuroscientists will all share with us, and I'll just give you a quick example of this, they all share that words are a small part of our communication. Uh, then comes facial expressions, voice intonation and body language. And then comes this interesting thing that I call sparkly bits. The psychiatrists and psychologists call it your ethos. So who you really are. And the challenge we've got in the world now is that we don't do too much facial expressions, voice intonation and body language. Uh, we do mostly typing, text messaging, emailing, sending messages via social media, which is predominantly words. And the challenge with words, of course, is that different intonation of word uh, can make for a completely different meaning. So if I say to you, would you like to come to the park today? And you say, no, uh, that's one word, but it's a fairly definite message. If I say to you, would you like to come to the park with me at the Remarkables today? And you say, oh, no, uh, it's the same word, but it has a different meaning. And I'm asking the question for a reason because we seem to have a lot of very unhappy people, a lot of depressed people, a lot of angry people, and it seems that words are creating a lot of those emotions. Uh, interestingly, when you receive a text message or you receive an email or some kind of social media messaging that's in words, because you can't see the facial expression, you can't hear the voice intonation, you can't see the body language, is it possible that you take those words on board based on how you're feeling at the moment. So if you're happy and positive and you read a text message, is it possible that that will be a positive text message because you're feeling positive? But if you're in a bad mood or if you're angry or if you're stressed or you think the whole world's against you at this moment and you get a text message, is it possible that regardless of what the meaning of that text message actually is, you might take it in the wrong way? You might find it offensive or it makes you angry or it upsets you. And I ask that because we seem to have so many people now who get really hurt, offended, upset by communication. But is it possible that that communication uh, is caused by a lack of understanding of where those words came from? Because I can't see your face and I can't see your body language and I can't hear your voice, I might take that the wrong way. So here's a great suggestion if you want to have awesome communication with everybody. Is it possible that if you're going to send a text message or an email, it should just be information? So it doesn't matter whether the person's in a good mood or a bad mood. It doesn't matter uh, how they... They can't read it the wrong way because there's no emotion in there. It's just information. Versus if you've got to get a message across that is about how you feel or how you want them to feel or a way you want to affect their life, could it be a really good idea to pick up the phone and have a chat? 
to get onto FaceTime and somebody can actually see your face and they can hear your voice intonation, they can see your body language. Uh, is it possible that we wreck up a lot of relationships because we don't take into account the mood or the, the feeling that's going on with the person that's receiving our message? And has that ever happened to you where you've received a message, you thought it was nasty, the person shared with you later on that there was this is exact this is what I meant and it certainly wasn't nasty. Uh, is it possible that we, we confuse information because we're only getting this tiny percentage? And again, the experts will say that it's around about 5% of communication is words. Around about 45 to 50% is your facial expressions, your body language and your voice intonation. And the rest, 50% or more, is who you really are. What? And that's the thing that we can't really put a picture of. Uh, put a picture on there there we go and I say picture for a reason because the brain thinks in pictures not words and that's perhaps another reason why we have such challenge with communication because we're looking at words that have no meaning words letters are just lines and bits of scrub drawing on a screen or a piece of paper but when we get those words now put into a facial expression body language and voice intonation it might be a, a more effective form of communication uh, the other thing that's really interesting is that the vibe that you get, and again, the neuroscientists and behavioural scientists can't really explain this, uh, it just goes like this. Have you ever walked into a room and nobody's talking, but you can tell that there's tension in the room? So nobody's said anything, but you can just feel the tension. That's called some kind of vibe, yeah? The other part of that is you can walk into a room, nobody's talking, but it just feels like it's relaxed and casual and comfortable in there or it's a happy place to be. That's a vibe that nobody can really explain, but when I say that to you, can you feel that? I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Have you ever called a business and by the way they've answered the phone, you can tell that there's stress in the business or it's not a very nice business or they're grumpy there or they're upset there or they're happy there. Now, it might be their voice intonation, but how do we, sometimes we can just get a feel for, for a place just by the vibe. And that's all the stuff that we don't get in a text message, we don't get in an email, we don't get in a, in a message on Facebook. Uh, if you're not using all of your communication tools, could it be a really good idea to be really careful? If you don't wanna hurt people's feelings, if you don't wanna make people angry, and it's interesting because some people share with me, oh, that's why I send a text message because I don't want to talk to them. Uh, or I send a text message because I'm too scared to talk to them. But could that be the reason why our communication has broken down and we've got some really unhappy, miserable, grumpy, depressed people? Uh, and just as an interesting last side note, uh, could it be disrespectful and rude to send a text message or an email when the appropriate thing to do would be to talk to the person face-to-face -face or at least give them a call? Uh, if you're going to resign, if you're going to break up from a relationship, if you're going to... A, a message of importance. Why do we think it's okay now to put that into a text message? Now, I know that I'm an old lady and to me, manners, though, are never going to go out of style. <laughs> Roa, you're so old-fashioned. Yes, I believe in being respectful and kind and doing the right thing even if, if and if I don't feel like it. And often the right thing to do is not the easy thing to do. But could it be possible or should, it, should we as adults share with our kids or live the example for our kids that good manners and treating people respectfully hasn't gone out of fashion, it hasn't gone out of style and it's the right thing to do? 
So if you've got an awkward, uncomfortable conversation to have with somebody, could it be a really good idea to have that face-to-face or at least on the phone, not to do it via text message or email? Uh, What happens to your reputation if you're the person that resigned by email? What happens to your reputation if you're the person who breaks up a relationship via a text message? Could that stick with you for a long time? The other person might get over it, but you have to live with the person that sends text messages and emails for important communication. They're just some things to consider because I would love you to live your life to the max. I would love all our kids to live their life to the max. Thank you for coming to Romax. Thank you for being the person in your life that adds value to people's lives rather than detracts value. So should we, could we be more aware of our words? And like me, I'm, I'm a big fan of happy and super and superb and excellent and sensational and remarkable. May you, if you have not visited, please come and see the amazing remarkable. Woo-hoo. I feel good. No, 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 no. I knew that I would now. Remarkable.